Locked On Guardians, take three. Uh, today's episode, I'm trying my reverse jinx magic. I, it's 11 to 2 in the seventh. Hey, let's see how well this can go. Uh, if if the Guardians manage a comeback tonight, extremely unlikely, then I officially am magical. Tune in and find out if I am magic or not on today's Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Guardians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis, formerly of Scott, formerly of 24-7, now all of Locked On. Before that, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst for Scout and... Tw- I think I already said that, for Scout and 24-7. <laughs> uh, and then I was a prospect writer and draft writer for Indians Base 1, Indians Prospect Insider, bearing on the Cleveland fan, waiting for next year. Pretty much, you know, back when Did the Tribe win last night was a site. I feel like a lot of the sites, you know, Burning River Baseball, I was on their... Uh, their podcast for trivia back in the day. There was all sorts of things. And hey, look, a hit. I came in. That's 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 something. Uh, there was a hit just occurred in this one, which in a game like this, you take it. Uh, but again, I'm your host. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is that you get podcasts. And I mean, a mild straw hit, bonus points, right? So let's get into a few things. One, uh, I want to thank EJ Fink, because I said I'd thank anyone who left a review, uh, even if it was a one-star review. Uh, it's the nicest one-star review in a way, because uh, he said I'm an actual baseball mind and I'm knowledgeable, and he's just tired of the pessimism. And there are two big points in here, uh, multiple big points in here I want to kind of tackle, because I understand where he's coming from. Uh, one, it is hard to be positive right now with the stretch it's been. Two, I thought I was kind of balancing it. Maybe I'm doing poorly. I would like to hear from the rest of the listeners. Let me know by talking about the prospects. You know, talking about the great and interesting story that is Micah Pyers. Talking about, you know, the players that are Joey Cantillo and trying to balance out some of my issues with the team right now uh, with the minor league positivity. And also trying to laugh at things when they turn this dark where you're about ready to lose three in a row to the Tigers. Uh, and then the other part being, yes, I bagged on Ahmed. And honestly, of all the things I did this year, that's probably the one that I look back on with, I don't know if I want to say regret. My co-host is, is here, by the way. He's about ready to not be here. Because uh, here's the thing. I like to look at track records, and I talked about that. That's why I was kind of negative on Owen Miller, because we didn't have a track record coming into this year. Uh, and then, you know, what has happened has happened. But with Ahmed, he had a track record. And yes, I still bag on him at shortstop because he's not great there. And they have some better internal options defensively. But in fairness, I should have just counted on him being a med, right? The same, I did not give him the same leeway I get, I've given Franmil Reyes, for instance, right? Like I've sat here and been like, okay, Franmil's going to figure it out. He's Franmil. Uh, Ahmed is what he is. At the end of the day, he has actually played shortstop better this year than the past few years. He is, I think he's league average. I think looking at metrics, um, John Grimm, you were right. I was wrong. I don't think I ever got back to you on that. I, I kind of looked at the wrong way. And I like to poke fun and make fun of Ahmed's defense. Like I like to poke and make fun of many things. But I was unfair to Ahmed. That's just the truth. And I should have leaned into, 
He's going to do what he does every year. Like right now he's hot. He is going to cool down again. And then he's going to get hot again. And he's going to end the year with just about a 100 runs created plus. He's going to be league average. He's going to be worth, since his defense is a tick up this year, he might end up being a four-win player. Uh, there's value in that. And I was I was unfair to him. That's, you know, I'll just own that. I'm not going to apologize for the Tito stuff. And I'm getting a lot of pushback because my negativity with Tito. And do I think I would be a good manager? No. Because <laughs> there's... So much of managing is actually nothing that occurs once the game begins. Uh, baseball is weird compared to like literally every other sport because it's not really a matchup game outside of like lefty righty or knowing like this guy is bad against you know traditionally like. But the problem is like if I know this guy traditionally has not hit well off of this pitcher, it's a small sample size, so it actually doesn't really help that much. Baseball is more a game in terms of managing about what happens before the game even starts. Uh, and in that stuff, uh, that is where Tito's at his best. I will stand though. The one thing that is also kind of great about baseball is when it comes to lineups, because there isn't, you know, I don't have to know about like, uh, vertical leaps and what corner can, you know, can run with this guy and which guy can't and knowing that there's a depth to saying like a football or baseball or basketball where a worse team can definitely beat a better team consistently if they just certain ways they match up like the overall talent on one team might be higher but the matchup advantages go with the first one baseball is more of a sport where it's like oh <laughs> i was like is that sandy leon okay so can we talk about the fact that like we're now have another position player pit like the pitching has been so pitiful i'm sorry i know i'm trying to be less negative I mean, twice in in a week? Ugh, yikes. Uh, I thought that was getting out, though, I'll be honest. But, you know, I'm kind of learning to love Sandy right now. You know, he's he's built like me, and uh, he's got seven career pitching appearances. Good for him. Six with the Marlins last season. I had no idea. Uh, but I, I'm kind of learning. Because uh, Sandy, he's also, I'm going to. Sorry, I, I did the sneeze there because especially on the YouTube, no one wants to see me shooting snot rockets. But, uh, and sorry, I know that the SN word is can be just setting people off uh, in terms of sounds. I mean, I, Sandy Leone's been the most effective pitcher of the night so far. Um, but lineups are one of those things that anyone who's really has a depth of knowledge of the game can do, like can understand and how they work. And I am, I'm not going to degrade my knowledge and the time I've spent, I mean, we're at almost 800 of these episodes now. And then before that, all of the writing and all of the, you know, friends I have in the game and outside of the game where I'm just going to turn off everything I know and say, no, it's, it's the right call to play this guy in this spot. And again, you know, the Ahmed stuff, I, I will full on admit I'm wrong. I'm not going to, the Ernie Clement things are, are mind boggling. The rigid adherence to platoons. Again, when you have Jordan Lup Luplo, Luplo, those are great. When you have that legit, when you, even when you had Brandon Geyer, who was a solid, is, is Leon going to have a perfect inning? That's fantastic. Just one of the three stars of the game right there. Uh, that is an area I'm just, I'm going to say negative on. Like I said, I can admit when I have issues, it's one of the big things I think you have to in this game. Like you have to learn and grow and there are things I've blatantly missed in the past, and I've called myself out on it. 
you know, my most famous one is I, I put Court Phelps and Jason Kipnis, and this was early in my career in defense, but I put them on the same plane uh, in terms of prospect value. Uh, but there's other things I absolutely hit on. You know, I was first to the game with like guys like Andrew Benintendi, Alec Munea. I, I absolutely was the first person to rank him as a top 30 draft prospect. Um, you know, th- there's things I can hit on. And I am going to have issues with the way Tito puts these lineups together and the over-reliance on platoons. And I'm sorry if that bothers you. And there's a lot of people who are very defensive about that. And, you know, I understand uh, Tito has been a rock in Cleveland, and he has, in some respects, been the biggest name with Cleveland baseball over the last 10 years, even more so than, like, their stars uh, because of his own experience and his own background. But that's not going to change. I will try to be a little less pessimistic. And, uh, hey, maybe EJ said he would uh, he would actually promote the show and uh, if I wasn't socially inept, which, I mean— Listen, I, I've been saying my whole life I'm socially inept. It's uh, it's just part of being a little bit off. Uh, it's not really an insult. I don't know if you meant it as an insult, but hey, I mean, you, you can't insult me with what I've always said about myself. So. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate him saying I'm knowledgeable. I, I get the negativity can be too much, but it's hard to find things to be positive about right now with this Cleveland Guardians team. Let me know if I'm right or wrong. Uh, I need to hear from more people because, you know, it does worry me when I do get the one-star review. Also, if you've not left an iTunes review, now is a good time to leave one if you enjoy the show because the one-star is just being sitting there on the, you know, is the last review. Not not the best look for me. So I would appreciate anyone who goes in and does that. And as always, I shout out anyone, good or bad. Um, and again, this wasn't, you know, nobody tracked down this guy and be a jerk. This wasn't a situation like uh, the Braves fan who I dared say Jose Ramirez is better than Austin Riley, so I got a one-star review, or the uh, the guy a year ago who like uh, called me names. Uh, so this is this is I mean he's got he has, you know some I understand where he's coming from and uh, I'll try to address it. He is not the first person to call me out on negativity, and I understand that uh, when things are not going great, it is hard to be positive. Uh, unfortunately, the other truth of this is, is, and the thing I have to fight with as part of the media, uh, blog, whatever you want to call this, is negativity sells. That's just the unfortunate truth, too, especially in Cleveland. Negativity sells. And I watch to make sure I'm not being over the top just for the sake of views. Again, I'd really like to hear from people, uh, get feedback. Am I not doing enough with the prospects? Do I have to find something positive in every game? What do what do, what do listeners want? I, you know, I, I always want to evolve this show. So I do. I read all of these comments because I want to evolve the show to, um, to make it a better show. And I want to evolve the show to make it something that uh, all the fans like. We're going to take our first break, come back, and talk about this game in a moment. And that first fantastic sponsor is BlueNile.com. They've been with us over the course of multiple years. And what I always say is Blue Nile wants to make your life easier. I I guess I've never actually said that before. What I always say is they make jewelry that it stands out in a crowd, is interesting, and it's not cookie cutter. But they also want to make your life easier. I don't know jewelry. I I know you're shocked looking at me right now. But they have people 24-7 to help you out to help you figure out that one-of-a-kind engagement ring or to find the you know piece of jewelry to let someone know how much you care. And 
you know, they are set 24-7 to help you find, you know, go through that large amount catalog they have of really interesting, original, beautiful jewelry and find the right one for you. And right now, you make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of 500 or more. That's, what, 10% if you're spending 500 this podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Okay, and then I know some people get tired of it. Uh, the pronunciation thing. It came up again on YouTube, so just very quickly with the pronunciation thing. I am dyslexic. I am ADD. I have a learning disability. Uh, I was, uh, also a kid who ended up in, you know, to the other side of it in honors classes. I worked my own way through life and figured out who, how things work in my mind. Now, I am also the person who, when I read my daughter a Frozen book, because she loves it, I will go between Anna and Anna, and I, or when we read Beauty and the Beast, Philip and Philippe. So, I, it's just something in my head. So I'm going to apologize again. I know there are people out there. I, I Man, I really wish I'd shout out the guy who's like, no, that happens to me as well. It really, it really made me uh, feel nice in that moment where it's like, no, this is a real thing. It happens to a lot of us. But I have like almost like a word blindness with I, – I can't read pronunciation keys, for instance. Uh, I've only recently – I'm 40. It wasn't until the last two to three years. Um, I just – there's something there with the dyslexia and ADD. So it's not laziness. <laughs> It is just my own disability. So I apologize if that bothers you. It, it is interesting to me because, like, I love uh, how stuff works. And, you know, those guys are, are terrible about it. Like, they joke about it. I loved how did how did this get made. Uh, Paul Shear is infamous for it. So just put me – I'd love to be in that company. <laughs> put me with those people. Um, and, you know, just kind of going through these comments here. Well, here's someone, uh, well, and and I want to shout out Bradley Bowling. It's just like my ACD made me OCD, not ACD. That's a band I saw in Cleveland. Uh, it was, and that wasn't, that was ACDC that I saw in Cleveland many years ago. But, uh, you know, here's someone who Daniel or, uh, Bradley Bowling to go back to that, that, uh, just his OCD made him comment. And then, but someone, you know, it, the comments, I always respond, but a lot of people are kind of in that negative ditch with me. Uh, it's hard right now. It's just a hard situation because I think what makes everything worse, honestly, is one Detroit. I mean, Detroit's bad. <laughs> this is this this is just frustrating because De- Detroit's been like they're on pace to be one of the worst offenses in baseball, like history. Not just not just baseball, baseball history. Uh, and they put an eleven spot up tonight, and they crushed the Guardian. You know, they they put up like more runs in this. <laughs> three games so far and they put up in June almost uh and the Guardians are just getting absolutely bashed here uh depending on how things go I mean we could end the day with the Guardians only being what a game up on the White Sox they're getting close to uh if we assume the loss they'll be just a game over 500 when this is over and it's they were so good it's just frustrating uh overall and I think what adds to that frustration is if you listen to this show if you, um, you know, you follow the minors at all, there's such good talent down there. They just, just call, call some guys up. Let's, let's, the call up, I was not hoping, you know, and then the bullpen, like this, I, 
Okay, so the starters aren't going deep. The bullpen's getting overused. The bullpen, and, and this isn't a knock on, on Tito, it's just that's just the truth, man. The bullpen's getting used heavily. Uh, the starting pitching is continuing to be, maybe even more so than catcher, the biggest issue on this team. And we have a situation where it's just yo-yoing constantly. Nick Sandlin up today with uh, Pilkington and... Uh, Pilkington came off and Young came off. Young was essentially the 27th man, I think, in the end. And then Pilkington sent down to get Sandlin and a rough day for him and his return. Uh, you know, it's great seeing all the Larry Doby stuff today. It's still kind of crazy to think how long it took him to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with uh, with his impact overall in the game. And, you know, back in the offseason, I talked about a really interesting piece I had read that, like, at the end of Baby's career, how he wanted to go into management, but he had such a bad reputation, no team would bring him in. And Cleveland was one of the teams that considered him for a bit. And like the article I read talked about this idea that they would have broken the color barrier a lot quicker with that because, you know, his experience in New York and in like the Cotton Club and places like that, that he was someone. Now, again, you can totally correct me. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking at the Clement stats on the screen. 186, yet he's playing almost every day. Um, you know, because I understand the game's out of reach. This is fine. This is pinch hitting for Jose. Jose needs to be out of this game. This game is is essentially over. We're just kind of playing out the motions. When you have a pitcher or a position player pitching starting in the seventh inning, you're not even trying. This is a the second wave the white flag game we've had in the last three. Uh, this is absolutely the right move. So I'm just going to be quiet. This is 100% what you do. Jose needs the rest. I am kind of waiting to see if we get an update on Naylor. I have not personally gotten an email update date from the Guardians. I think I'm still on the media list. I don't think I've offended them enough to be taken off. But, yeah, I, this lineup needs an injection. It needs some young players to come in and, and maybe just help push it along. As you look at them right now, it's an ugly lineup today. And especially with the idea that we, we kind of know Jose is hurt. We know he is hurt. There's no other way around it. Quan has been, you know, he's solid but unspectacular. Ahmed has been very good of late. Uh, Fran Mel has been better of late. Andres, we're seeing a slight decline, let's be honest. Uh, and he had a, you know, rough throwing error. He's up to six on the year. Now, errors are not the end-all, be-all defensive stat, not by far. Oof. Man, Fran Mel was trying to tie the game up with that swing. Uh, unfortunately, it would have only been a two-run home run, but he was trying for nine. And you just get in the bottom of the lineup. Like, Owen Miller, I know he had an RBI, but it's still... The decline is there. The decline is real. It's... Let's just do our... Let's do the usual. Let's do our who reached base twice so far in this game. Who are the players that reach base multiple times? Well, since they have zero walks, which is an issue... Uh, that means nobody. Unless I miss someone getting hit by a pitch, which was, uh, hey, one on each side. Uh, but I believe, uh, yeah, nobody reached base twice in this one. Box score bingo. Uh, seven hits for Cleveland, no walks, one error, eight. So on eight, they should get about, you're thinking close to three, but two is about right for eight. Um, the two extra base hits as well, that's, that's about right. On the other side of things, 13 hits. They also managed five walks. That's 18 there. Uh, of course, I got Cleveland's wrong. 
because it's 7-8 and then 9 with the hit batter. So they should have three runs. But uh, Detroit, 13 hits, 5 uh, walks. That's 18. Two errors is 20. Hit batter is 21. That should be seven runs. Instead, it is 11. Uh, just like I said, you go through it the pitching-wise. Quantrell, you know, the, the errors cost him, but it was not a, a super sharp outing for him. Sandlin was – it's interesting because he didn't walk anyone, which was his big bugaboo before he got sent down, but he still – Gave up two earned runs on three hits. It was a pretty poor outing. Henches, that ERA continues to go up. Um, I don't know if it's teams getting better video now. I'm not sure exactly what is the overall occurrence, but it has not been as clean for him of late. He has struggled a little bit more. Just watching the bloop right there. Uh, It is kind of funny just to watch them here with the runners on the corners situation uh especially because you know i i was like oh no this is the right call go get clement so of course i when i agreed with it single just saying and then mercado gets a the bloop and it's like uh everyone i've been complaining about doing well as i'm recording pitching wise yeah this is ugly and they're gonna i don't know what they're gonna do because do you call up sandlin for him to stay do you keep doing this shuffle Let's be honest, a big roster move needs to come. Off day Thursday, something should be coming. Uh, either we'll know more about Naylor by then, and or at this point in time, just looking at the schedule before All-Star break, Kansas City and the White Sox. Go, you know, just DL Jose. Just give him some time off. Figure it out. I know I called it for it yesterday, but I think it is, it's overdue. And... Try as much as you can to stay near that 500 record. And they they still need to be buyers. I said it a year ago, and I'll say it now. This is a team that still needs to be buyers. We're going to talk more about this Cleveland Guardians team. Looking, not necessarily going to say looking ahead to tomorrow's game, but I still think they should win tomorrow. I'm going to say it right now. They're going to win tomorrow. We'll be back in a moment. Listen, I'm telling you, they're winning tomorrow, so you should go to betonline.net. You're number one source for all of your sports betting needs. I imagine the lines on things like this are going to be crazy because the Guardians are struggling so much. It's in Detroit. There's every reason to not believe in them. You want to go to find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued sports for continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, e-scores, e-sports and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best option for all of your sports scores, podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your favorite sports events including MMA, boxing, baseball, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay. So as we look at this Guardians team right now, just staring where they are, about to be you know, a game over 500, dropping three to the lowly Tigers, battling injury. What would I do if I was GM? If I was in charge of this team, what would I do? First off, I'm still a buyer. I'm trying to consolidate talent because the 40-man is is not a, an easy situation to navigate. And if you're like, well, there's a lot of guys that are easy cuts. Okay, even if you're like, okay, Clement has shown enough. He's not the Richie Palacios. Man, this guy, 
I feel like the only time he can get a hit is when there's a runner in scoring position. The data isn't great on him, but every time there's a guy in running uh, in running position, nope, in scoring position, he seems to come through. Uh, Clement, you can argue. I mean, I'm still not necessarily someone who says, yeah, you cut him, but I, I, he's near the end of the roster for me. Sandy Leon, obviously someone who can be let go. Mercado, obviously someone who can be let go. So that that's two easy spots to clear by the end of the year. I'm just talking end of the year stuff. Now, they are going to have to add two more guys at some point with Morris and Vargas. So that gives us a net zero. But Hedges is a free agent and Shaw is a free agent, free agent at the end of the year. So that's two more spots that will open up on this team. I think, and Luke Maley. So that gives you three spots that open up. And then who are the other guys who you look at and you're like, okay, maybe Anthony Castro, maybe Alex Young. So that gives us five spots. Five spots to consider adding talented players to this team. And here's the thing. If you're like, okay, well, five spots, that that may be enough. Just remember at the end of this year, they need to add Bo Naylor, Will Brennan. So that gets us down to three spots. You can debate Beatonfield and Curry. Uh, Jack, you can debate as well. But you also have to add, and Micah Pyers we can debate. But Hunter Gaddis, Ethan Hankins are debate guys. Uh, I thought Espino was this year. Maybe he's next year. Angel Martinez is not a debate to me. Gabriel Rodriguez is a debate. So there's three guys that are like must-adds to me. Lenny Torres, you can also put in that debate list. But there's three must-adds. So one might say that they don't have to, that they could look another direction. But then again, if you leave Gaddis and Curry off the list, I feel like they're pretty safely selected. Uh, probably Batonfield as well. But if I was running this team right now, um, Stephen Kwan is playing every day in right field for me. I'm keeping Miles Straw in center. I know people are mad about Straw. Uh, the bat pip is so low. He's been just... What was that? <laughs> Wait a second. I'm confused. I'm... Did I... I must have totally... So, no. Palacios... Owen Miller had the hit. Wow. Palacios... So, okay. This literally was the inning of everyone I crap on playing well. Miller, Clement, <laughs> uh, and Mercado. Wow, that was just a, a shove, uh, shove it at me inning. Uh, then Palacios pops up uh, just and loses control of the bat. See, this is what happens. I'm recording not really paying attention. So I was wrong. Palacios uh, is not the guy who comes through. I can't go back and edit that out because I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to be disingenuous. I made a, a mistake. But, yeah, so uh, Palacios, here's the thing. You got Palacios, you have Clement. They're both backups. You got Owen Miller. He is, too. But we got them all playing. And again, part of that today is because this is a game that's out of reach. But they're seeing a lot more time. You got guys like Oscar hurt. You've got Josh Naylor down. I'd rather see some of the young guys come up. And that's kind of more back to the original point, which is like, what do I do? So I'm keeping Quan. I'm keeping Straw because defense, uh, what's the old expression? Uh, defense doesn't slump. The BAPIP is unlucky. I think he'll get it together. And he has a close relationship with Jose Ramirez. The final outfield spot, I'm telling you, Nolan Jones, Oscar Gonzalez, platoon, get it done, move on. First base, Naylor, fine. DH, Franmil, fine. Second base, uh, Andres, fine. Shortstop, Ahmed. Third base, Jose. Now, if Jose is hurt, this is where we have to kind of think about it. And 
again, in, in my world, Ahmed is probably actually not playing short, but I'm just fine with keeping status quo. Andres hasn't played any third this year. And in his career, it's not a position. He, he's got the arm for it. And I feel like he could play there. Uh, with Arias' injuries, I don't feel comfortable necessarily projecting him to be the guy to step up and play that spot for this team. It just all comes down to, let's see. I was hoping, oh no, they've only got his advanced feeling, feeling on fan graphs is only major league stuff, and he played 34 innings in 2020. But if Jose's down, honestly, right now for me, I I try him at third. What what have you got to lose? Sandy Leone is out there again, just bringing the heat, 76 miles an hour. Uh, so with him, with Andres there, I, I look at this team, it's like part of me is like, well... Or is it, I know Nolan Jones hasn't played much this year. It's like, just put Nolan Jones there and call up Will Brennan as well. Call up Alex Call while Oscar Gonzalez is hurt. I'm fine with all of these moves. I just, right now looking at this team, it's hard. I got, you know, what everyone wants, dead air on a podcast. I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. It is a weird team. There are some really solid players in there. There are some really underachieving players. And the problem with this team over the past three or four years has been the integration of young talent. This is the first year we've actually seen it happen successfully. It's been a lot of like, hey, you had a bad week. We're sending you down for a month. <sighs> Sandy Leon, reliever extraordinaire. Um, yeah, one of the three stars in this game, that's for sure. If we were to go back... I guess I should probably do that. Uh, I don't need to do that shtick. This is, uh, you know, one of those games where is there really anyone that uh, makes you feel like you have to, outside of Sandy Leon right now, uh, be a, he, he gets all three stars. He is star one, two, and three in this game. But getting back to it overall, like, it, they're a weird team, right? What do we really feel comfortable saying about them? Well, Jose is an all-star when healthy. Miles Straw is a gold glove center fielder. Ahmed is a slightly better than league average shortstop. Full package. Dirtier than I meant it to be. Fran Mill should be an above average DH. Steve Juan looks to be at least a league average outfielder. And Josh Naylor should be an above average first baseman. But the rest of that team, like, you know, Andres should Andres should still be <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Leon's setting them all down. Uh, Andres should be about a league average to an above shortstop, but he's playing second base, so an above average second baseman. So your infield's good. You still need an outfield spot. Catcher is what it is. But starting pitching, like bullpen, okay. Stefan and Henches have been a little up and down. Young players, we kind of expect that. Brian Shaw is nearing the end, hopefully. Uh, we got to see what 99 has. Class A is absolutely unbelievable. Starting pitching, Bieber's great. McKenzie can be absolutely brilliant or can be a hot mess. Just needs to figure out the consistency. The rest of the rotation is fives. 4-5 four, for Quantrell. Because that's the thing, Quantrell was that guy. He looked at the FIP data a year ago and it wasn't that great. Like, there was... 
we we kind of had a feeling anyone who looked at advanced stuff that we probably he probably got lucky to a degree. Um, now this is an overreaction. This one game he's he's been okay, but he's not been uh, as good as a year ago, and he's still a solid starter. Savale again four five. Plesac four five. That's why if I am GM, I I'm I'm considering going out of my way to get a starter. You know, if it's, it's if it's Pablo Lopez in Miami, all the better. And I'm willing to pay a high price. I'm willing to sit down and discuss. You know, I I, I don't know again where Will Brennan's value is. Like I love him to death, but I'd be willing to discuss him because he's still not a proven guy out there. Uh, I'd be willing to talk about. You know, I feel like they probably want more hitters or not. I'd be willing to talk Nolan Jones, and everyone out there knows how much I love Nolan Jones, but like, I'm willing to sit back and consider those type of guys because I love Espino's talent, but we haven't seen him pitch in how long. Gavin Williams, probably not going to see him for another few years. The Logan Allen, you know, the first call to AAA didn't go well, but it's one start, who cares? But again, Logan Allen, more outside of Espino and Williams most of the starting pitching projects is more mid to back end. If you can go out and trade for guys legit, legit too, that's what I go do. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been Lockdown Guardians podcast for today. Uh, I want to thank you again to all who listen and give me feedback. I really, honestly, I, I read it. I follow it. It's part of how I, you know, design this show and think about what I'm going to talk about. Do the Pirates also have... So like both, like this game should just end. <laughs> like the Pirates are like we have you beat so badly. We're gonna. I've never seen the winning team have a position player out there pitching. Like that is, that is, <laughs> that's a slap in the face. <laughs> we don't even have to throw a pitcher out there in the ninth. We can throw a position player because we're up eight and you guys are trash. That's what they're saying. If that doesn't motivate this team, nothing will. Like, they should take this personal. Hey, nice hit there by uh, Maley. Nice double right off near the line. I know he's getting ready to wrap it up, but, like, you should take this personal. And I just did what my wife hates and repeated myself. But you never see this happen. You never see the team who has the lead throwing the position player out there. You never see them saying, this team has, they're so far back and they are so bad at baseball that they can't catch us. That never happens. You may not throw your, you might throw your worst reliever in there, but it is never a position player when you are the team in front. And if you are the Guardians, when you get back in your locker room after a loss, because they're probably still going to lose this game, uh, you need to sit back and get mad. You need to sit back and be like, that is the most disrespectful thing a manager has ever done. You need to come out of the gate tomorrow and just. This could be a unifying moment. They should not be happy about this. This is 100% uh, just absolute slap in the face to this team. Uh, they, I hope they're pissed off because they should be. I am Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Guardians podcast for today. Remember, rate and review, download daily. It helps. And hey, good or bad review, I'm going to say thank you because all reviews help. Uh, subscribe on the YouTubes. Leave comments. I always respond to comments, and I do occasionally call, call out those comments on the show as well. Uh, Thursday, we're going to go, no, 
th- yeah, Thursday's show will be a little more draft heavy because it's an off day unless we have a bunch of roster moves. Hopefully there will be some. But uh, And as I end every show now, go, go, Guardians, go.